All right, if you would turn with me tonight, uh, once again, to the book of Proverbs, and we're going to be looking primarily at Proverbs 22, verse number 13. Uh, but once you find Proverbs 22, if you would turn over also to Proverbs 26. So Proverbs 22, and then also Proverbs 26. I'm going to begin uh, by reading just a few verses from Proverbs 26, which will uh, really go right in line with verse 13 of the 22nd uh, proverb. Beginning there in verse 12 of Proverbs 26, or verse 13 rather. The slothful man saith, there is a lion in the way. A lion is in the streets. As the door turneth upon his hinges, so doth the slothful upon his bed. The slothful hideth his hand in his bosom. It grieveth him to bring it again to his mouth. The sluggard is wiser in his own conceit than seven men that can render a reason. Now, if you would, go back to Proverbs 22 and look with me at verse 13. The slothful man saith, There is a lion without I shall be slain in the streets. These words of the slothful man are interesting words to say the least. There's a lion without, in verse 13 of Proverbs 22, I will be slain in the streets. Well, what does it mean? It's one of those proverbs that is a bit peculiar in what is the intent, what is the idea behind what is being uh, written and spoken here. Well, there really is the overall picture in both of these passages of the suggestion of something dangerous, something that is potentially uh, not just harmful, but potentially lethal, potentially that which can kill. Now, we obviously think about a lion, and we're, we know what a lion is. We are not struggling to figure out what does he mean by lion. He, he means a lion. He means that which is ferocious, that which can kill, that which has killed, um, that which has the possibility. It, it's, a, it's a danger to be considered. But there's really a bigger idea here. There's a bigger picture than honestly just talking about a lion being in the street. Um, it would be hard for you to believe if I can just barely see Petrie Road out there if I was to look to you and suddenly say, uh, folks, there's a lion in the street. Most of you would say he's got to be seeing something. Uh, there's not lions here. Uh, there's not going to be a lion roaming down Petrie Road. That's just not feasible. And so that's really the idea and the concept behind what's being said here. Notice again, it is the slothful man who says, there's a lion in the way. Not only is there a lion in the way, but he says, I shall be slain in the streets. This slothful man says, not only do I see a lion in the streets, but if I go and try to cross that street, if I try to go in the way of that lion, that lion's going to kill me. So there is danger, or at least there's the perception of danger. There's the perception of I can't do because there's something hindering my way. There's really two dangers that are to be considered in Proverbs 22 and Proverbs 26. Two dangers. One of them is a temporal danger, 
and the other one's a spiritual danger. Well, what is the first danger? It's the temporal slothfulness. To be slothful, this is not the first time that we've actually seen this word in our text. It's not the first time we've come across lazy or this idea of a man who is lazy or is slothful. But there's a danger here that when a person is slothful or a person is lazy, um, think about this even in our world today. When, a, when a, a man is employed by a company or is employed by another employer, whatever it is, uh, he is doing a great injustice or a disservice to his employer when he does not do what he has been hired to do. He does not carry out the business in which he has been uh, care- hired to do. Um, idleness, uh, laziness uh, in a home, laziness is a sin, is a wrong towards a wife and family. There's, there's never a right reason for, for example, a man to be lazy towards his wife or lazy towards his family. Uh, there are some today that uh, they are in want tonight. They are in poverty uh, because they refuse to provide. Uh, they, pr- they refuse honest labor. And they are more content to just lay there and do absolutely nothing. And if they could, just sleep their life away. Uh, When a man becomes consumed, and uh, one man put it this way, eaten up with the dry rot of laziness, he generally finds an excuse as to why he's lazy. He'll come up with unbelievable excuses as to why he's lazy. There's a lion in the way is the slothful man's excuse. Now, how many times has this happened in human history that the reason the slothful man could not leave his house is because there was a lion in the way? We could probably count on one hand how many times that's actually happened in real human life. Now, maybe certain parts of the world, maybe that is a very real danger. But the reality is, is when a man becomes overcome and becomes comfortable in his slothfulness, he will make even the most absurd excuses as to why he cannot tend to the business in which he should be doing. As a matter of fact, he'll convince himself that he is right in judging his own situation and will say, it's better if I just stay here. It's better if I don't go and work and I'll just stay here and enjoy my leisure time. Now, the Bible does not condemn us from times of rest, and it does not condemn us from times when we do need to come apart and we need to lay, lay our work aside. But no Christian, no true believer, ought to be slothful or a sluggard in their ordinary work and their ordinary life, their ordinary days. Paul describes even in Romans 12, 11, that a man, a believer, should not be slothful in business. Christians should not be lazy people. They should not be lazy on the job. They should not be lazy towards their employers. Whatever kind of business you're involved in. Um, if you have a right or you have an, a job or you have an employment, uh, you have a right to continue and you have an obligation and responsibility to do that with all of your ability. You don't have a right to be lazy in it. There really should be no thought of, I think I want to be 
slothful. Colossians 3.23 says, whatever you do, do it heartily unto the Lord. We're supposed to do whatever it is we're called to do. And again, it's not just in business. Uh, it should be even in our, even in our families, uh, even in our, 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 our day-to-day lives. To be idle, to be idle, willfully idle, unwilling to do that which you've been called to do is a, is a disgrace. It really is. There's no other way to put it. To, to be lazy for the sake of being lazy because we're just unmotivated. If a person professes to be a Christian, if you profess, I profess to be a believer, then we ought to be people who are not marked by our laziness or not marked by our unwillingness to work. Uh, Paul, in very strong words, um, in 2 Thessalonians 3.10, says if any would not work, he shouldn't eat. I, Paul's coming as close as saying that if that man can work and won't work, he should starve to death. That, that's how serious God takes slothfulness. Now I realize when we think about all these deep doctrines that we so examine and talk a lot about on Sundays, we come down to these very practical applications and we often think, you know, God's not silent in his words about our day-to-day life and what what we do and how we live and how we're to act. So there is a temporal danger. Now we're going to break these apart and I'm, I'm, I'm giving us kind of a broad heading to begin and then we're going to break these down further. So obviously we know the Bible uh, commands against even temporal slothfulness in our day-to-day lives. The second danger that's mentioned in both of these is spiritual slothfulness. A person that is, a, is slothful in spiritual matters is a person that's not necessarily a skeptic. They're not necessarily people who oppose the gospel. Um, they're not really, I'm not, they're not averse to it. They don't really fight against it. Matter of fact, they're pretty friendly to the things of the gospel. They're friendly to the things of the church. They're friendly to those things. And they have the idea that, you know, one of these days, um, I will, I'll come to Christ and I'll, I'll be obedient and I'll live my life for him. Now, on the same token, there are believers who do fall prey to this idea of being idle and being slothful, who constantly make an excuse as to why they can't serve God or why can't, we, why can't I do the things God tells me to do? Why can't I be faithful to the things that God's called me to do? And we begin to make excuses as to why we can't do those things. Now, obviously, the most dangerous spiritual slothfulness is the unbeliever, right? The one who's just lazy about uh, coming around to saying, you know, I I hear the things about God. I hear the things about my salvation. But, you know, I'll put that off till tomorrow. I'll do that later. I've got other things to do. And yet they find themselves, they never come around to being motivated enough to do the work of God or to come to Christ at all. Now, if it's something they're interested in, then they're quick. They hurry to get to whatever it is they want to do. Um, but they take the matters of spiritual things very leisurely. Um, and, and, and folks, just on a sidelight, I, I, that's kind of, I think, where we are in our modern-day Christianity is that Christianity is just kind of this leisurely stroll that we take 
And if it's convenient for us, then we'll kind of yield ourselves over. We'll submit ourselves to the things of God as long as it doesn't take too much energy out of me. Again, God never says don't come apart and rest. But yet, when it comes to the things of God, sometimes we do have a spiritual slumber. Sometimes we have this, this idea that, you know, just a little bit more, just a little bit more rest, a little bit more, when something's more convenient, um, I'll, 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 I'll come around to that. Twice in Proverbs 6, verse 10, and then Proverbs 24, 33, the exact same verse reads this way. Yet a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. And in both of those passages, it's the cry of a slothful man who continues to say, just a little bit more leisure, just a little bit more slumber, just a little bit more rest. And it's never, they never reach the point where they say, okay, that's enough. Even though the cry of God's word is, listen, don't be slothful. Don't be a sluggard. Don't be lazy. They... They're not, they're not being awakened. Now again, we do live in a society that is very much feeding the lazy mentality. And that's just a part of what we see in our everyday life. Things are being made very, very easy. Uh, it is going to get to the place where even your common everyday things, you won't have to leave your house to get them. If there'll come a day when you won't have to leave your house, some people don't leave the house now to go to a store because the store brings everything to you. Some people have gotten to the place where they just don't have to do much at all. And so it's, it, it, it's feeding this. Uh, we, have, we have times when our, our young people are not even being taught to work. Um, again, I'm not meddling in parenting, and I'm just simply telling you, you, you ought to teach your children when they're very young how to work, and you ought to give them jobs. You ought to give them jobs around the house. You ought to give them things to do. Idle hands are not good, even in a young child. They don't, they don't need idle hands. They need their hands being given. Now, I'm not talking about working them 40 hours a week. I'm just saying give them something to do. Teach them what, how important work is. Again, spiritually, obviously it's more dangerous, but there is this temporal nature that we're living in. So what this lion in the street really is about is, yes, he's using the description of a dangerous situation, a lion in the street, but the lion here really is more descriptive of the excuses that a slothful man makes. The slothful man, verse 13 says, that there's a lion without, I shall be slain in the streets. Now, we can, we can give uh, the scripture here this leeway and say there may or may not be a lion. All right? Uh, if, if there is a lion, if there is danger, Proverbs 22.3 tells us about being a prudent man. A prudent man foreseeth the evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. We are told to be prudent. We are told to look out for something dangerous. But I would submit to you that this slothful man, there's not actually a lion in the way. There's not actually a lion in the street. And I think what you'll see tonight is he's the only one that sees it. He's the one that sees it because his mind is allowing him to give him excuse as to why I can continue to be slothful. 
course, if there's danger in any way that we go, of course we ought to, maybe we should delay. Maybe we have a reason not to. But the slothful man is, has no end to the excuses that he or she makes to avoid responsibility. Again, we saw in Proverbs 26, 13, it's worded a little bit differently, but the slothful man saith, there is a lion in the way, a lion is in the streets. Now he mentions the, the word lion twice. Now, some commentators have taken this to mean that the reason in, 20, in Proverbs 26, 13 is that the lion is mentioned twice is because the excuses have now increased so much that now he sees two lions. Which means he's even more convinced, oh, I can't do that today. I can't work today. Eighteen times I counted, and I, again, it's, it's probably more than that, but there are 18 individual verses in the book of Proverbs that deal with a slothful man or being a sluggard throughout the whole book of Proverbs. So we see the overview is simply this, that the slothful man truly sees or believes there's a lion in the street. But again, notice, secondly, the slothful man is the only one who sees the lion. A slothful man or a woman will make up any excuse. They will say, there's a lion outside, or there's a lion in the street, and he says within himself or herself, even to those that are calling them to responsibility, calling them to do, they'll say, I can't fulfill it because there's a lion. Now, through his slothfulness, he makes up an excuse. He's inclined truly to do absolutely nothing at all. This isn't a man, again, the slothful man is not a man that is incapable of responsibility, incapable of work. It's a man who is capable, who just simply refuses to do it. So he makes up excuses. He suggests or he actually expresses the reality that I can't go and fulfill my responsibility because there's a lion without, which really demonstrates more of the weakness of his excuses. Again, I told you it's probably very, very rare. We could potentially check the history of the whole state of Ohio going back to when they started looking and checking these things. And I'm willing to submit to you that probably never in human history in Ohio has a lion been blocking the street. That's how absurd the slothful man's excuses are. I can remember being a, a young boy, teenager, and especially as a teenager, I had some absurd excuses as to why I couldn't do what I was asked, being asked to do and told to do. I could make up an excuse from, I could pull excuse from anywhere. All that really was, was me trying to cover up for my own laziness. Now, you'd like to think that adults don't do that. It's just, it's just a kid's problem. We have a problem with lazy adults. We have a problem with lazy Christian adults. We have a problem with lazy, unbelieving adults. We have a society that is growing more and more lazy and more and more slothful in its approach to how life is. People don't want to work anymore. Right? They want something given to them. It, it isn't, it's not about anything other than laziness. And yet, again, they will find excuses. 
Again, the slothful man in both of these contexts, he's the one speaking. And he's the only one that sees it. He's the only one that sees the lion. Look how absurd his reasoning for not going into the street is. I shall be slain in the streets. So he sees the lion. He sees his excuse. So he declares that if I go into the street where that lion is, I'm going to be killed. So you know what he's basically saying? He's saying there's never going to be a possible way that I'm ever going to be able to get over that difficulty. I'm never going to be able to do what I'm called to do because the danger is there. Now, slothful people also imagine not just work, not just business, lazy in life, lazy in parenting, lazy in spiritual matters. Uh, one commentator made mention that, especially in the context, that there was a reference possibly here to just the learnings of the law, the learnings of the things of God, that a person will make an excuse as to why they don't have the time to learn the things of God. So we can't apply this lion and these difficulties, these excuses to people who do offer any excuse that would prevent them from having anything to do with God, excuses as to why they won't come to Christ, why they won't have anything to do. They find a reason that really is the only person that sees it is them. So the slothful man is the only one who sees the lion. Thirdly, the slothful man doesn't consider the real danger. So is the real danger in this passage an actual lion? Or is the actual danger the attitude of the slothful man? It's the attitude of the slothful man. There is no lion. There is no real danger. This is his excuse. He is not going to be slain in the streets by a lion if he goes and fulfills his responsibility. It's all about the excuse. The lion is being given here as to how absurd we will go and what lengths we'll go to make a reason or an excuse why we won't do something. Multitudes of people, thousands of people, are ruined daily because of their laziness. It's, it is a systemic problem. It, this isn't just, a, this isn't just a, a, a small matter. Laziness is systemic throughout almost every level of our society. And whether we want to believe it or not, the, an, apathy, an apathy has entered in even to the churches to where we find every reason in the world as to why we just can't do or why we can't go or why we can't be, why we can't learn. And again, just to keep reminding us, it isn't that we don't truly grow weary and it doesn't mean that we don't truly have problems when we, we need to rest. We're talking about a manner of life. That no matter what it is, we'll make an excuse as to why we cannot fulfill a responsibility. There are, sadly, there are husbands. And again, as a husband myself, there are husbands that are too lazy to invest spiritually into their marriages. 
They, they, they complain that their marriage is not what it's supposed to be, but they're too lazy to invest themselves in it. And they'll find every excuse in the book as to why I can't invest in my wife or why I can't invest in my marriage and I can't do this and I can't do that. It's slothfulness, folks. That, that's what's driving us. And we do it with our children. We do it with our parenting. Again, I'm not just picking on the husbands. Wives can do the same thing. They don't, they don't want to invest. Their, their husband is, is not what they want them to be, and their marriage is not what it's supposed to be. But yet, nobody is motivated enough to invest in it. Folks, I, I, I don't know if you follow statistics, and statistics sometimes matter. But you do realize that now of, of 75%, of all Christian marriages end in divorce. 75%, and it's, it's growing. And you say, well, what's the problem? Society's changed. Society, society's always going to change. But there, there's a slothfulness that is entering into every area of our life. Any of you that have been married for a long time or a while, you, you understand what I'm saying. You have got to work at it. There is nothing in a marriage that comes naturally and comes organically and just comes without any work in it. You actually have to work at it. And yet sometimes we, we don't like what's happening and we're just like the slothful man. We, we see something that's not really there. Again, I, not necessarily this is not the direction I thought we were going to go with this, but I've heard that in marriages. There's not a lion you're seeing something that's not there, but it's because there's this attitude of slothfulness that has entered in. Again, none of us are immune from this. But think about excuses that we can make for anything. We become geniuses when it comes to finding a reason or an excuse as to why we can't do something. But yet, we will find the time to invest in the things that matter to us the most. Again, maybe it's just because marriage is on my mind, but again, I've talked to enough husbands that say, look, we, we just don't have the time. And you have the time. You're just spending it often on the things you want to do. That's just reality. Again, some people's, some people's schedules are pushed to the, link, to the brink. I get it. But a lot of times it's because we just don't invest. We're just, we're, we have a slothful approach to it. So it can be said that many excuse themselves from real responsibility by imaginary difficulties. There, there's nothing really there. That's what, the, that's what the characters of a lazy person is. They, they see something that's not really there. The slothful man knows he has work to do, but he pretends I can't go into the field because there's a lion. I can't go into the streets because if I go into the streets, the lion's going to kill me. And it doesn't matter if someone calls to him and says, listen, there's no lion in that field. He simply says, no, there's a lion. But here's the problem. That man, that woman's not considering the real danger that they're actually in. And we know the Bible uses lions and uses it from different places, but we know that even Satan's described as a lion who roams about seeking to devour whom he will. I am convinced that slothfulness left 
to itself. People left in their own slothfulness. It ultimately, it's, it's, it's deadly to you spiritually. Temporally, it's deadly to you. You know, it, it's even become kind of a, the running joke that, you know, we, we see the lazy person and we think, well, that's funny. That's, that's funny that they're lazy. I mean, look, look at them. It's not so funny if it's happening in your house and it's not so funny if, if it's your spouse or your children. <laughs> You're not laughing at it. You're looking at that saying, this is not right. And, and, and when they're giving you absurd excuses as to why they won't do it, it's as absurd as there's a lion in the street. And you say, there's not a lion in the street. But that's, that's how slothfulness can overwhelm us. And it can become, literally, we, we start making up excuses. So he doesn't consider the real danger he's in spiritually. He doesn't consider the real danger that he's in temporally. So fourthly, what, what's really happening here? Well, the real lion is slothfulness itself. The lion is slothfulness. The, what will destroy you temporally, what will destroy you spiritually is the lion. It's not because there's a lion out there. That is the problem. Slothfulness is the problem. Slothfulness really in itself reveals an aversion to the things of God. And you say, well, how does that apply? Because we are told in the temporal world by the word of God itself that we are to work. We are told that we're not to be idle, that we are to do and work heartily unto the Lord. So to not follow God temporally, that's an aversion to the things of God. It's not just in the spiritual realm, the temporal realm. I mean, Paul says if a man won't work, he shouldn't eat. There's really, again, you can't put that any more uh, clearly than that. So the slothful man who has this aversion to the things of God himself, he makes up these ridiculous excuses not to work. He sees danger outside, but he doesn't see the real danger of his own laziness. He wouldn't dare walk across the street to work, or even in the spiritual realm, he wouldn't dare walk across the street to go to Christ, even though the command is to repent and believe and to come to Christ. He said, I might be killed if I go out. Again, he's the only one that sees it. Other people are going about their work, they're going about their business, and they're not being met with a lion. But the lazy man sees it, and he says, no, I can't, there's a lion. But the real problem is, is that the slothful man really doesn't, it doesn't bother him that he's lazy. It doesn't bother him that he's slothful. Again, I cannot imagine, again, I cannot imagine being in a situation where a husband or a father could justify himself as saying, it's, I'm just going to lay here and be lazy and let my family they can fend for themselves. Be unthinkable. There are husbands and men all over this country that do that exact thing to their families every single day. And they don't care. They don't care. That should never be said of a Christian husband. It should never be said of a Christian father. It shouldn't be said of a Christian mother, a Christian wife. It shouldn't even come into the mindset of our young children and even our, young, our younger adults to think it's okay for me to be slothful. 
Because it's not. That's not my words, that's God's word. But what is this real spiritual danger? Well, the real spiritual danger is in the fact that their heart obviously is not right before God. They've not acknowledged that they have a need for Christ. It's too much trouble. It's too inconvenient. They're not acknowledging Christ. They're not acknowledging that Christ will never turn away any who will come unto Him. Now again, I realize that this may be an unpopular statement here, but there are, there are thousands of people who are invited and asked to come and hear the Word of God. Come, come and hear God's Word being preached that are too lazy to even do that. Some of you have experienced this. You, you will invite someone to come and be your guest at our church or some other church, and they'll make up every excuse in the world why they can't be there. Ultimately, that's an aversion to God. There's some reason they don't want to come and they don't want to be confronted with what God's Word's going to confront them with. There's an aversion. That's the lion, slothfulness. I don't want to be bothered. I don't, I don't want to have to be concerned about these things. We know, scripturally speaking, that anybody who truly comes to Christ is going to find Christ. He's not going to turn them away. And if they would truly, with, with great diligence and desire, come to seek and to find Christ, I can promise you they're not going to see a lion that's going to hinder them from coming. There's not going to be something keeping them. Quite sure that once they've overcome that slothfulness, there's not going to be a lion standing anywhere near them. There isn't a lion at all. If there was a person here tonight or a person who's listening who says, I want to go to Christ, there is nothing that would keep them and hinder them. There's no lion in the street. There's nothing, there's, there's nothing going to keep them. He's not, they would go to him. They're not going to see the danger because there is none. But yet we have to be reminded over and over again that slothfulness, it's not of God. It's not how we should be acting. The lion of slothfulness not only temporally, but spiritually, we have to put those thoughts, we've got to put those to death. Now look, my guess is, and my, my, my thought is, is that we all struggle with this in some area where we're just tempted to just, just lay back. We're just tempted to just... But we don't have the right to just become slothful people. We would, be in direct, we would be in direct disobedience to God's command. Nowhere in Scripture does it say, I command you to be lazy. I command you to be a sluggard. I command you to be slothful. But we are told to do things heartily. Whatsoever your hand finds to do, do it with all of your might. And let me just encourage you that even if you do something with your life or with career that you think, you know what, this doesn't, this doesn't make a difference in people's lives. This doesn't really matter. Remember, you're not doing it for anybody else. You're doing it under the Lord. 
You don't work to impress other people. You're doing it because God tells us to work. God tells us to do it with all of our might, with all of our strength. And we're to do it unto the Lord. So there are dangers. There are dangers that we need to be aware of. Now, it's fitting because the subject we're going to have to deal with next week is also a very dangerous situation. And again, as parents, I just want you to be aware that we're going to deal, have to deal with a very sensitive subject next week. Because this leads right into the strange woman. Immorality. Being drawn into a deep pit. We think slothfulness is bad. And we think laziness in marriages is bad. And laziness in things is life. This is, this is what's driving our society about the temptations to immorality and how easily men and women, but men is in the context here, are being drawn away by their own lusts and they're being drawn into a deep pit that's absolutely destroying them and destroying their families. So this, this introduces a section that is dealing with dangerous situations. So I hope, it, I hope the Lord reminds us of what, how we need to view these things. Um, so again, pray for one another. Pray for the, pray for the spirit of, of slothfulness to be removed from people that we know or even ourselves. Maybe we, maybe we are getting to that place where we're, we're growing lazy. But again, we have the promises that, that, that God does say that, look, if, if you will do these things under the Lord, if you will work under the Lord and follow my commandments, listen, there's, it's not going to be hindered. And truly, let's learn from the slothful man that there is no lion in the street. That's just his excuses. Let's pray together.